Welcome to today's episode of Practical Faith with Pastor Nick Cash. Practical Faith is all about providing real tools for integrating Christian faith into your everyday life. My family joined the Africa Mercy Hospital ship in the Canary Islands in August of 2012, about a week before our sail to the start of a new 10-month field service to the Republic of Guinea in West Africa. We moved into our cabin, we got settled into our new jobs and the school on board for the kids. And after a six-day sail to Guinea, we were approaching the port city of Conakry, and everyone was out on the upper decks, cheering, celebrating, waving Guinea flags, and listening to the marching band that was heralding our ship's arrival over on the dock. This was to be my very first Mercy Ship's arrival ceremony, which is a big special occasion every year when we arrive into a new country. And I should have been out there on deck seven with everyone else, cheering and taking pictures and just relishing in the excitement of the beginning of a brand new field service. But instead, I was sat down in my office with the door closed, experiencing one of the most significant spiritual assaults in my life. A spiral of vitriolic thoughts was swirling downward in my mind. What am I doing here? Why did you send me, God? I'm not fit for this work. You've made a mistake. You chose the wrong guy. I shouldn't be here. I'm going to fail at this. I'm going to let you down. I'm going to let the crew down. I don't belong here. I'm going to be a liability to this organization. I'll jeopardize our mission here in Guinea. Now, I've had these kinds of spiritual attacks on my thinking before, but this one was especially strong, and it went on for about two hours. I missed almost all of our arrival ceremony into this new beautiful country. The enemy of my soul was attacking my purpose, in addition to using malicious deception to attack my sense of worth and being in Christ. See, I and my family were called to serve in that place. There was no mistake about it. We, we counted 17 clear, distinct, unmistakable instances over the span of about 10 months where God supernaturally confirmed his call on our lives to go join this mission. But when the stress hits, or a project fails, or a conflict arises— one of the first things to be subjected to scrutiny is our purpose. What am I doing here? Who do I think I am? How could God possibly use me in a place like this? I've tricked myself into thinking I'm something that I'm not. This is the spiral of deceptive thinking that comes when we experience stress or failure or conflict in our service to God's kingdom. On the previous episode, I posed two simple questions— why did Jesus come to the place and time that he did, and why did he choose the disciples that he did? And to approach an answer, I suggested our own divine placement, our own sense of purpose, is in the hands of the Almighty God, both in terms of timing and location, that it's not arbitrary, it's not accidental. There is divine intentionality to it. And even if our current circumstances were not God's ideal for us— we may be in a place of tragedy or injustice or poor choices or bad timing that he didn't choose. He still has a way of redeeming all of that and making the most of those circumstances, even working in us through them. I'd like for you to consider the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis. He was betrayed by his brothers. He was sold into slavery. He was then wrongly accused of a capital offense and sentenced to waste away in a prison. But God used every one of those circumstances in Joseph's life for his glory, leveraging each instance of Joseph's placement and timing in eternally significant ways. This is really encouraging, and it can give us hope when things look grim or boring or our expectations are not met or we come under spiritual attack. I want you to commit your thoughts to God. 
You don't have to just sit back and be a passive victim of your thoughts. You don't just have to let your thoughts happen to you. The language of the Bible, this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says we must take each thought, submit it to God, and make it obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 says, Though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. And the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Instead, our weapons have divine power to cast down strongholds and every thought that contradicts what we know to be true about God. And so we can take every thought captive and make it obedient to Jesus Christ. Practical Faith provides five minutes of fuel for following Jesus in your everyday life. To find more ideas and free resources like these, visit us online at liketreesplanted.com.